Welcome to the EQFit Podcast. Our mission is to equip people to prosper in every aspect of their life. Whether you're at home or in the workplace, we explore practical ways of improving success, satisfaction, finding balance, and building enjoyable and beneficial relationships. Thank you for joining us. I want to continue what we started in our last episode talking about emotional intelligence, but specifically talking about what's in it for me. Today, we're going to start to look at one of the five different major categories of emotional intelligence competencies and or skills. A lot of people call them skills, and that is self-awareness. Now, the human brain is such an amazing creation. While there's still so much we don't know about our brains, in the last few decades, we have learned more than we have in our entire history. And it's fascinating to, to learn about what's going on in our brains and what our brains are capable of. As I said, there are five primary categories to emotional intelligence. Self-awareness is where we're focusing today. Then the second is self-regulation. Then there's motivation, empathy, and social skills. And we'll do an episode on each one of these with that question in mind of what's in it for me. So self-awareness, let's define it. It's a fundamental component of emotional intelligence. It encompasses the ability to recognize and understand your own emotions, your motives, and your desires. And there are six key aspects as we define self-awareness. Number one, recognition of emotions. The capacity to identify and name one's own emotions accurately. I like to call that name it to tame it, which is if you're having disruptive emotions, things that are taking you off focus or, or just causing concern or issues for you, if you can name those emotions, fear, anxiety, stress, worry, whatever those are, uncertainty is a big one. If you can name those, you can start to tame those. So that's the first key aspect is recognition of emotions, being able to define them, name them. The second is understanding the causes, comprehending what's triggering those emotions which probably comes out of a pattern in your life, which we also call a neural network or a neural pathway that has been created. And it just triggers an emotion when you get into a specific situation. The third aspect is recognizing the impact. So awareness of how the emotions affect your thoughts and your behavior. The next is, how does it influence your performance? Understand how emotions influence your performance in various types of situations. As you well know, 
different situations are going to generate different emotions. That's just the way we work. That's the way our brain works. Self-knowledge is the next one, and it's a big one. Gaining a deeper understanding by recognizing your feelings and all of those other aspects we've already talked about. When you think of recognizing your feelings, what influence does it have on you? What impact does it have? Do you understand where they're coming from, those emotions? Can you name them? Do you understand how they're, they're guiding you to make decisions or to take actions in certain ways? So that self-knowledge is a, is a big lever to pull when you're growing your self-awareness. And the last key aspect is impacting others. And this is where I get a lot of pushback from some people. Well, wait a minute. Emotional intelligence is about me and my emotions. Yes, it is. But self-awareness, specifically what we're talking about today, is about do you understand how your emotions and the decisions and actions that come out of those impact other people? So we ask a question, why is self-awareness important? Well, let me share an illustration with you. I've shared this, oh, I don't know, maybe last year sometime. But I want to share it again because I think this is an excellent way to think about self-awareness. And remember, self-awareness is not just emotional intelligence. It's also coming from a lot of different directions. Do you understand different personality styles and how they impact people? Do you understand how that impacts their communication style, their work style, their work pace? Do you understand the, the different cognitive differences with different people? Meaning some may be running at a faster speed than others. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're smarter overall. It is more like some people are really good with numbers and they can just do numbers in their head where other people are really good with words and vocabulary and, and verbally being able to express themselves and, and ideas and thoughts. So self-awareness is a multi-dimensional insight into yourself and into others. So let me talk to you about this. I'm looking at a graph right now. I want you to think of four boxes in one big box. So you've got a big box split into four parts. Upper left box is arena. Upper right is blind spot or blind spots. Bottom left is facade. Bottom right, untapped potential. Now I'm going to define these for you. We'll walk through this. Now the axis on the, on the vertical axis is disclosure. How much am I willing to disclose to other people? Which is defined as revealing one's true self, their strengths and their weaknesses. That's disclosure. Or what some people might call transparency. Now, the horizontal axis 
for these four boxes is feedback, giving, inviting, and receiving constructive criticism and praise. How willing are we to do those things? So remember, arena, upper left, blind spot, upper right, facade, lower left, untapped potential, lower right. Well, let's start with arena. The arena is what you know about yourself and what other people know about you. So pretty much it's full disclosure. People know this stuff about you and you know this about yourself. It's the place where your most productive interactions happen. The goal is to enlarge your arena because that's going to grow self-awareness. The more that you can be open and honest with others, share with others your true self, the more that others know about you, you enhance the size of that arena box where your most productive interactions happen. What gets in the way of that? Well, two boxes, the upper right and the bottom left. So the upper right is blind spot. The lower left is facade. Let's talk about blind spots. As you might guess, blind spot is what we are not self-aware of. So the example I would use is, have you ever been around somebody and it's there's something about them that you know and you've noticed, you've observed, but it's just uncomfortable to be around that person because of that thing, whatever it is, but they're not aware of it. That is a great way to define what a blind spot is. And we all have blind spots. Now, when it comes to blind spots, many times we avoid greater self-awareness, specifically blind spots, because they can be uncomfortable. They can trigger emotions that we prefer not to experience. The consequences of blind spots can be minimal or they can be very profound. If we can reduce the size of that blind spot box, it has the effect of increasing our arena, which releases untapped potential. Now, what's the other box that stands in the way of increasing our arena? It's called the facade. This is something that we do know about ourselves that we keep other people from knowing. It may be because we perceive it would hurt a relationship or it would make us look weak. Keeping up a facade takes a lot of effort and energy. This effort reduces the energy that we have to grow our self-awareness. How does that happen? By limiting how much we choose to open ourselves up to other people. If someone tries to give us feedback we may become defensive, which can lead to less trust and less connection. The same thing can happen with our blind spots. How much we're willing to disclose to others has a direct impact on how much of our untapped potential 
that we can actually access. And that's the goal. So what is untapped potential? This is really the gold mine where it, when it comes to self-awareness. Research tells us that the average person only uses, I don't know, 10, 15, 20% of their total brain power. We don't know exactly, and it probably depends on the person, but I think overall that's an accurate measure from the research that I've seen. And of their total brain power that people are using, um, people only give about 40% of their potential effort on a daily basis. Now, I know that's kind of a sad thing to think of, but that's what we see from the research. Now, that may not be you, but it's the world we live in. What would it be like if you could reduce your blind spots and your facade, increase your arena, and realize more of your untapped potential? Do you have an idea of how much untapped potential you have? Well, this all speaks to self-awareness. So let's take self-awareness to the next level. I'm currently working with a new strategic partner uh, whose name is Dr. Chuck Coker. He is known around the world for his work in behavior, mindsets, and habit formation. Our work together is right now focused on a new course we're developing, we're collaborating on, specifically designed to help people understand, grow, and develop their emotional intelligence. Are there other courses out there that do this? Sure there are. But I don't think there's anything quite like what we're doing. And frankly, let me share why I think that's the case. Number one, we want to teach people about people first. I think that makes sense, right? You have to understand the the common things between people and the differences between people. Personalities, mindsets, behaviors. There's so many things to measure and to think about. But if we can help people understand themselves and other people well, which includes their emotional intelligence, then that is a wonderful start to enhancing your personal emotional intelligence. The next thing that we do that's different, it provides learning and insight into the five primary categories of emotional intelligence, but within a framework that is easy to understand, easy to put to practice, and, and easy to learn the lessons, we know that there is a specific way that our brains learn and create new habits and new practices. We're using that science to help people grow and develop their emotional intelligence. Now from there, the individual competencies of emotional intelligence that we will get into later in this series, uh, we're helping people explore those. How do those fit into the, the life of, of our brain and emotional intelligence? And we'll talk about those in future episodes, but it's also baked into that course so that we have actual measures 
where people can see where they're at with their emotional intelligence competencies so they can watch their growth as time moves forward. And another reason this course is very unique, we are making practical application a critical part of the course. Because if you've ever tried to learn something, I don't know about you, we all have a bit of different learning styles, the way that we learn. It, It needs to start with new information, which is great. And that may be textual or video. But if you don't do anything with that information, if you don't practice it or try it out, then the chance of learning it and growing skills in that area are much, much lower. We know that. We know that the old form of training really isn't very effective. Come to a one-day seminar. Come to a full-week seminar. Well, here's what happens. After the seminar is over, you lose 80 to 90% of that in the next two weeks. And then the other 10%, if it isn't practiced, goes away after that. So we need a better way. And what we've done is leverage neuroscience and learning sciences to create a course that's going to help people learn, but also lock in that learning through practicing and reflection on what they're learning. So it's a very practical way to learn these skills and enhance those skills. Why is that important? Because EQ skills, EQ being emotional quotient or the measure of your EQ, emotional uh, intelligence and or EQ skills transform people's lives to strengthen their agility, their resilience, their cognitive functioning, their ability to navigate conflict, their ability to create strong relationships, to build trust, to have strong connections with people. It really impacts every part of somebody's life. And the course that I'm talking about that Dr. Coker and I are working on is a holistic approach to enhancing emotional intelligence. And frankly, as far as I can tell, it's just not available anywhere else. I'll talk more about the course in the future, but for right now, let's get back to self-awareness. So what can we take away from this today? Considering the elements that we talked about earlier that define self-awareness, it becomes very clear that the more these foundational elements of self-awareness are developed, what are those again? Those, those elements are the way emotions impact us, the way they impact our performance, the triggers that are behind them, the motives that are behind them, so many different things that impact our self-awareness and how they're impacting others. It becomes very clear that the better equipped we are to navigate our emotional environment that we live and work in, the more success we're going to have. 
So how do you know if someone has strong EQ skills or emotional intelligence skills? Here's a few things to look for. See if you recognize this in yourself or in somebody else. Confidence in times of uncertainty. Someone who seems like a natural leader. The ability to focus and be productive when stress increases. Someone who embraces change in a healthy way. A person who demonstrates agility and resilience. Someone who appears to have an abundance of energy. Holding decisions and actions up to an overarching sense of purpose or a certain standard that that people hold their decisions up to consistently. A person who's a very good listener. Someone who practices empathy in their interaction with other people. The ability to overcome fear or anxiety to achieve a goal. Sometimes that goal is just move forward. It's just keep doing the things you need to be doing. A person who looks to the future with hope and possibility. If those sound like something you would like, other people to see in you, then the path forward is very clear. You need to either begin or continue growing your emotional intelligence skills and strengths, your competencies, and start with self-awareness. Self-awareness is the foundation to do that. Thank you for joining us for this episode. If you have any questions about this week's episode or maybe a suggestion for future episodes you'd like us to explore, please contact us through our website at eqfit.org. For more information and inspiration, connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube at EQFit.